look at him go past midfield. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN WTLX Monona Madison. Sports Center updates on 100.5 ESPN are brought to you by Metro Kia of Madison. Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealer. Stop into Metro Kia on the east side of Madison or visit MetroKiaOfMadison.com. You know what time it is? Time for more football reaction. That's not good. Time to hear from one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. I think he's a bomb. I think he's an absolute bomb. Time to crack open a high noon. This is the High Noon Hour on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Oh, yeah! From the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, here's Alex Strofe. Go time! From the ESPN Madison Studios of Alex Strofe, it is the High Noon Hour. It's do or die time. It's now or never for the Green Bay Packers. Who must win and they'll get in Sunday night at Lambeau Field against the Detroit Lions. Wow. Uh, This has been a weird year, right? And we talked about this a little bit last week uh, when we did the show. This is the High Noon Hour on ESPN Madison. I'm Alex Strove, Hunter Vaughn, helping out run the show. We talked about it last week. And it was like, hey, you know, at the beginning of the year after the Vikings lost, he said, hey, it's going to take some time, growing pains. And then they go, and then they lose seven of eight games. And after, I believe, the Titans game, I said, yeah, that's it. Season's over. We're going home. See you later. And then all of a sudden, this, this burst of confidence, this offense, this special teams, Keyshawn Nixon, Christian Watson, The Green Bay Packers finally played complimentary football the last two weeks, which is what we've been looking for all season long. All of a sudden, it feels like this team can beat anybody. Um, So this is a a really, really odd point for the Packers to be in. Win and you're in. I have a couple questions. I want to get you involved right now. 844-770-3776. Because these are questions I've been pondering all week. And I don't necessarily know if I have a strong opinion on either of them, uh, so would love to hear if you do. Uh, so the first things first uh, of the questions, right? We're, we're not going to do the first three things today, by the way, because the one thing is today, there's one big thing, right? Like Scott Van Pelt does on SportsCenter. The one big thing today is the Packers got to win on Sunday. That's it, all right? I mean, I, I can't make three things out of that. Uh, I can make three words out of it. Must win Sunday. But I can't make three things out of it. So we're just going to do the one big thing. But my first question is, is for Packers fans overall. Would you rather see the Rams or the Seahawks win on, on Sunday afternoon? Right, Because if you don't know the situation, I'll run it down for you quick. If the Rams beat the Seahawks, the Seahawks are eliminated from playoff contention. And that makes the Sunday Packers and Lions win and you're in for both teams. If the Seahawks win, that eliminates the Lions. Which means Sunday night, the Lions have nothing to play for but pride. Hashtag one pride. That's their thing, right? I think that's their thing. Uh, so if, if the Lions have nothing to play for, I feel like that takes a little juice out of the game. Not for the Packers' side of things, but just from a national perspective, right? I don't know how many people are tuning in to watch Jared Goofball you know, throw ducks in a game that doesn't matter for them. So I, I almost want to see the Rams win, I think. And it should be noted also, the Lions also have the Rams' first-round pick this year. So if the Rams beat the Seahawks, that makes that first-round pick a little bit worse, probably a pick or two worse, puts them in maybe pick four or five. Um, so I don't know. But the Lions have been lovable losers for so long. 
right? They're an afterthought in the NFC North. When you think of the Green Bay Packers rivals, you immediately think of the Minnesota Vikings as of late and the Chicago Bears. Heck, I would even say the Seahawks are more of a Packer rival than the Lions are. So I almost want to see the Packers' third biggest rival, the Seattle Seahawks, lose when it matters most and then make this game a little bit more exciting on Sunday night. Winning your in for both teams. That's what I'd like to see. Would love to hear your thoughts on that. 844-770-3776 is the ESPN Madison Talk and Text line. The other thing I want to know is, is how confident are you feeling, right? So last week, um, Hunter, I, I, I essentially was feeling really good about the Packers' chances against the Vikings. You know, we broke down the statistics. I thought they were a really bad defense. I thought the Packers could win big if they get up early and Good enough. That's exactly what they did. Looks like you were right. Uh, sometimes, right? Every once in a while, a blind squirrel finds a nut. I I go back and forth on this one, though, right? Like, if this becomes a Seahawks beat the Rams, Lions are eliminated, I'm almost more nervous for that version of the Lions than I am in a win-in-your-in situation Sunday night at Lambeau Field. Is that is that backwards? Do I have a backwards thought process on that? I think it's because Matt Campbell, Dan Campbell, not Matt yeah. Campbell, not the Iowa State head coach. Dan Campbell is such a wild card type of guy that he'd almost be like, "I'm going to be like the Joker and an agent of chaos and ruin things for the Packers." Yeah. So he'd still go out there and just be like, "No, let's go ruin this for a team in our division." Yeah, and I've heard the theories too, right? Like people people are speculating Dan Campbell's going to do whatever it takes to hide this result of the Seahawks and Rams. From uh, from the Lions team, but but you can't do that. Number one in twenty twenty two, but number two, the Packers need to make the smartest move possible, right? If the Seahawks beat the Rams on Sunday, that needs to be on the jumbotron at Lambeau Field during warmups. You need Bill Jarts, the PA announcer, the voice of Lambeau Field from WBAY in Green Bay. You need Jartsy yelling. And the Detroit Lions have been eliminated from playoff contention. And Lambeau Field needs to go bananas, right? Like, that's what, what's going to happen. But I agree. Agent of chaos, Dan Campbell, biting kneecaps or whatever the hell he says. Double espressos. Yeah, he's such a weirdo. But what a joy he was to watch on uh, Hard Knocks earlier this year back in uh, preseason. Uh, so those are the two things that have been on my mind this week, right? Is would you rather this be a win in your end game for both? Or would you rather the Lions be, at least allegedly, what we would think, a little bit deflated heading into that matchup? And secondly, how confident are you feeling? I'm feeling less confident than I did a week ago. But I'm still confident. Because, and that alludes to a point I made just a bit ago, and that is complimentary football. right? This, we had been waiting all year. And I, I probably sounded like a broken record, especially through that stretch in October and November, where I didn't understand what the Packers were doing, whether that was defensively. A lot of the time it was offensively. Why are you not giving Aaron Jones the football? And special teams was an absolute dumpster fire until the day they finally realized, hey, maybe Amari Rodgers isn't the best fit here. The the most amusing part of this season to me as a Packers fan um, is the fact that the fans have been right, a majority of it. right? You don't see that. right? People like to bitch and moan on Twitter all the time. It's what happens. But the Packers fans have actually been right. Right when it comes to okay, maybe Aaron Jones should maybe have more than eight attempts rushing in a game, and uh, maybe you know Jair should match up with the team's best receiver, and maybe uh, Amari Rodgers shouldn't be returning kicks. Right, fans have been right about all of it. 
So who says the owners don't have a say in Green Bay, right? The owners do have a say in Green Bay. Oh. They're absolutely correct, and they have been all year long. So that's been that's been kind of a, an amusing part to the season for me. All right, 844-770-3776. That's your way into the high noon hour. With me, I'm Alex Strofe and Hunter Vaughn, producer extraordinaire, helping out run the show today, asking you the two questions, right? Would you rather see the Rams or the Seahawks win on Sunday? Or, rather, and... How, how confident are you, right? Just a, I, I just want to take a general pulse of Packers fans today. Because, again, I felt very, very confident when it came to the Packers' chances against the Vikings last week. I'm not feeling as confident today. But I'm still feeling like the Packers will win. I just think it'll be a much tighter game, very competitive, and it might come down to a Mason Crosby field goal late. And those have been uh, successful so far this year. Which, that makes me a little bit nervous that maybe this is the game where it's not as successful. Remember that blunder Crosby had in Detroit a few years back? Just hope history doesn't repeat itself when it comes to this weekend's game. On the text line, 844-770-3776. Let's get to some of your responses. Mike the Postman, driving around. Our guy. Says he wants the Rams to win. I think if it's a winner-take-all, it adds a ton of pressure for Detroit in a situation they are not used to. Fair point. I don't like the idea of the pressure being shifted all on the Green Bay side. I don't have much confidence when it comes to Rodgers elevating his game in playoff-type situations. Interesting. I don't like LaFleur's conservative play calling in big games. It's all recency bias, says Mike the Postman on the text line, 844-770-3776. There is something to be said about recency bias, but you have a decent sample size, especially when it comes to Rodgers. The last eh, five years or so, give or take, has not been terrific in the playoffs. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think the just basic eyesight can tell you Rodgers has not played his best football in, in playoff scenarios. Now, San Francisco last year, we know, was no bueno. The year prior, NFC Championship game against Tampa Bay at Lambeau Field. Not a good game for Rodgers. I think he threw three interceptions in that game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you look at the year prior, San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. We uh, Remember the name Raheem Mostert? And I'm not talking about the Dolphins running back we saw on Christmas Day. Well, I am, but a different version of said Raheem Mostert. When he ran for, if my memory serves me correct, and maybe, maybe I'm exaggerating, but I think Raheem Mostert ran for something like 240 yards in that NFC Championship game against oh, San Francisco. I think it was something like that. I might be exaggerating. But I think it was over 200 yards for Raheem Mostert, who nobody, nobody knew who he was going into that game. So, um, And obviously, the defense not being able to stop a nosebleed doesn't fall on Rodgers, but he didn't play well in that game. So Mike the Postman does have a point on the text line when it comes to uh, Rodgers' play in big games. And when it comes to Matt LaFleur's conservative play calling, he's right. Look at the Tampa Bay game. They go for three rather than going for a touchdown on fourth down in the red zone. So there's plenty of examples. Good point by Mike. Hunter, you have the Raheem Mostert stat for me? Yes. I did not watch this game because it was on my birthday that year. Happy so birthday. I was busy at a Blackhawks game that night. Raheem Mostert, 29 carries, 220 yards. 220. Four touchdowns. He did also have two catches for six yards as well to add on to that. So 226 uh, total yeah. yardage. So I was close. I thought it was 240. A little bit exaggerated. But no, it was, it was really a ridiculous freaking game uh, by... <clears throat> Excuse me, by, by Raheem Mostert. Hey, Joe chimes in, first-time texter on the text line. Says, I don't know about the rest of the people, but I think there's something different. I think they can play loose on Sunday and we'll be celebrating all week. 
Joe, I love your confidence. I don't know that I agree with you, but I love it. I think we need more of it, in fact, Joe. I think we all need to be a little bit more like Joe. Hey, Joe, you're the gold standard, baby. Keep it up. Keep that energy going the next 48 hours. Because me as a Packers fan, damn, I need that. I need more people like you in my life, Joe. need more people like you. JJ and Poinette uh, corrects me. Uh, it was Brady that threw interceptions, not Rodgers. But Rodgers had an interception or two in that game, I believe. Not that it's important. He didn't play his best ball. I think we can all agree on that. That's ultimately the point I'm making, is that Rodgers has not played his best ball in, in, in those losses. So Mike's worried. Joe's not. We need more Joes, but we need more Mikes. I want to know how you're feeling. Where's your confidence level at? And who do you want to win on Sunday, Rams or Seahawks? I'm not talking Packers-Lions. Do you want the Rams to beat the Seahawks so it makes a winner-take-all game for both teams? Or you want the Lions out? You want them deflated heading in to Sunday Night Football? Uh, Rodgers did throw an interception against Tampa Bay, just one. I thought it was two. I actually thought it was three. He threw one. Brady had three. Does it all blend together for you, though? I mean, it's been two years now. It all, it all starts to blend together for me. Yeah, a lot of those playoff disappointment, losses. Disappointment, disappointment, yeah. disappointment, 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 disappointment. Uh, I, I, I think I just rattled off the last seven playoff runs uh, for the Green Bay Packers, seemingly. Enough. All right, the number, wide open. Phone line's wide open. Text line, always wide open. 844-770-3776. You want to see the Rams or Seahawks win on Sunday? How about you give me a pep rally talk like Joe just did on the text line? Call in. Let's rally up the troops. Packers fans, where are you at? I want to hear you loud and clear heading into Sunday. A little bit over 48 hours, obviously, a 7-20 kickoff. Uh, Sunday Night Football, the last game of the regular season. All eyes on Lambeau Field. As the Packers win and they're in, it could be the same scenario for the Detroit Lions if the Los Angeles Rams beat the Seattle Seahawks in that 325 time slot. Where are you at, Packers fans? Let me hear you. 844-770-3776. We'll continue to preview Lions-Packers. Interesting stat about the Lions offense I read last night. And it should scare you. I'll tell you what that is after this. It's the High Noon Hour on ESPN Madison. More football reactions, more High Noon. The High Noon Hour with Alex Strofe continues next on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Got it. We're becoming a more dangerous team, and I've, you know we've all seen some of the uh, commentary outside as we went from four and eight to five and eight to six and eight, and nobody's worried about the Packers and blah 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 blah. Uh, now what are you going to say? Well, they're going to say you better win on Sunday night, right? I mean, it's as simple as that. That's the quarterback Aaron Rodgers earlier this week at his locker. Look, I. <laughs> I love the confidence, right? Because you have to have it. And, and Rodgers has talked plenty about the last couple of weeks. You got to fake it till you make it, essentially, right? You got you to fake yourself into believing. When you're four and eight, you're thinking this is an absolute train wreck. Season's over, and I'm going to get replaced next year. Well, maybe not that one, but nonetheless. Uh, it's the High Noon Hour. I'm Alex Strope with you from the ESPN Madison studio. Producer extraordinaire Hunter Vaughn with me as well. You can get it on the text line, 844-770-3776. I'm asking you two questions I can't really make my, my mind up on, right? It's, do I want the, the Rams or the Seahawks to win? I think I want the Rams to win. I want this to be a winner-take-all game Sunday night at Lambeau Field. Put some pressure on the Lions. I just think that's fun, right? I, there's something wacky to me about Dan Campbell playing with nothing to lose. Like, there's just something about that that I really don't want to see that on, on, on Sunday night. So I think I want the Rams to win, plus that makes Detroit's draft 
pick a little bit worse if the Rams win another game uh, this year as the Lions get their first-round pick thanks to that Matthew Stafford trade. Uh, from the other, the other one, I just want to know where your juice is at, right? You know, we've got Mike the Postman and JJ and Poinette who are feeling a little bit pessimistic due to Rogers' past performance in big games. While a first-time texter, Joe, is bringing all the juice. I need more people like Joe in my life. He said he he feels he feels something different. He feels like these Packers are finally playing loose, which they are, right? We talked about complimentary football, the Miami game, the Minnesota game, the last two weeks. Those are the only two games of complimentary football the Packers have played. All season, bar none. Like, I can't even look back to week two, three, and four when they were three and one and say, yeah, any of those games really stuck out. Like, no, it, it just hasn't been complimentary football. The Packers have not been a good football team this year. But all of a sudden, they look like one. Now, is this fool's gold or is this the real thing? And that's the thing about the Aaron Rodgers effect, right? One of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play in the National Football League. Is he actually elevating this team now, helping elevate this team to be a good football team like we all expected they would be? Or is this just a fluke? little run? Matt LaFleur's never lost a game in the month of December as a head coach? I don't know. Defense? Joe Barry saved his job. I think he did. Right? I, I look at the last couple of weeks, and it pains me to say this, because I'm a Packers fan just like you, and I really believe that Joe Barry saved his job the last two weeks. You really think that if, say, Jim Leonard, because he's been the name that's been thrown sure. around, if he genuinely is considering it and is taking the Packers seriously in those conversations, that they don't pull the trigger on him instead? No, I don't. I don't. I, 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 I look at it this way, right? Like, Green Bay has always been an organization that gives you a year too long. Shout out to Mike McCarthy. Uh, who was before Barry? Mike Pettin? Yeah. Mike Pettin was around a year too long. Right, I mean, they've just historically always given guys a year too long. You, you can look at a, a million examples of players where that's the case. But specifically in the coaching staff, they always give you know guys a year too long. And I, I tie it back to this, half tongue-in-cheek, but half real. <laughs> Three weeks ago, the NFL sent a notice to all 32 teams, essentially saying, hey, you're spending too much money on buyouts. You're firing coaches too early. You've spent $800 million in the last two years on strictly buyouts. Joe Barry saw that notice and he was like, I've got some job security now. Maybe I can play a little loose. I don't know. Look, I I really do believe he saved his job. Now, if the Lions beat the Packers like 40-3 to this week at Lambeau Field with a do-or-die game on the line, maybe we come on the air in three days and say, yeah, Joe Barry lost his job. But I feel a lot more confident saying I think Joe Barry saved his job the last two weeks than I did a month ago, right? I thought Joe Barry was donezo. I thought he was going to get fired before the season was over. But with the, the way the defense has played and with the way he's actually listened to his players, right? Jair Alexander spent the first month of the season begging and pleading and screaming that he should be covering the team's best wide receiver that they're, that they're playing. And he finally listened. They got out of the weird zone they were doing that allowed Justin Jefferson to go for, what was it, a buck 80 in, in week one? So they got out of that, and now all of a sudden this defense looks like the defense we all expected way back in week one. Right? We spent all month of August, all month, look at us idiots, right? What, what the hell do we know? We spent the entire month saying this will be the best defense in the National Football League. This will by far be the best defense in the NFC. Joe Barry, 
Who cares if he's the defensive coordinator? Look at the players. Rashawn Gary, Jair, Darnell Savage, Kenny Clark. This will be the best defense in the league. And then through like 11, 12 weeks, they look like maybe a bottom five defense in the league. But all of a sudden, the defense we all expected, the defense we know, the defense we love, has shown up to play the last two weeks. If they continue to do that, I don't know. So the stat I I teased on the other side regards uh, Jared Goff, the Detroit quarterback, who I think when we say the name Jared Goff, he just immediately gets a worse rap than he actually deserves. Jared Goff's not a bad quarterback. People forget he played in the Super Bowl, obviously on a very good Rams team. He had a ton of great pieces around him. But I don't want to take that away from Jared Goff right now because Jared Goff has played some really, really, really efficient football this year. In fact, the the Lions, I think, have the second or maybe the least turnovers in the league this year with only 15 of them. And they've now won seven of their last nine. Uh, and that streak started with the Packers game back on week nine. The Lions have not turned the ball over since week nine. The last Jared Goff turnover was an interception to Jair Alexander in week nine. They haven't turned the ball over since. And they've won six of eight in that stretch. It's a crazy stat. They've been terrifically efficient with the ball. So the Packers defense, which has been winning turnover battles in this win streak, every, all four games they've won the turnover battle. Versus an offense who hasn't turned the ball over in eight weeks. I mean, when was that game played against the Packers? Was that in October? I mean, maybe early November? November 6th, first week of November. We're talking two two months ago today. It's been two months since the Lions have turned the ball over. That's a little scary. The Lions have 15 giveaways on the season. That is number one in the NFL. That is number one, okay. I knew it was 15. I didn't know if that was good for number one or number two. So, uh, good stuff. JJ and Poynette lighten us up right now. So, let's fly through these texts, uh, and we'll get to NFL quick hits on the other side as we roll on with you here. It's the High Noon Hour. I'm Alex Strofe, Hunter Vaughn with us as well, helping run the show. You can get in on the show, 844-770-3776. That's the ESPN Madison talking text line. Uh, the, the two big questions I want to know from Packers fans today. They're easy. One, you want the Seahawks or the Rams to win on Sunday. Number two, I want to know how you're feeling. Give us a little pep talk. Phone line's wide open, 844-770-3776. JJ and Poinette says he wants Seattle to win. The Lions are always dangerous even when they're not good. Cautious optimism either way for JJ and Poinette. I think rightfully so. Uh, JJ and Poinette says, yeah, sorry for all the texts. I'm just waiting on an oil change. I was there a few weeks ago. First time I did like a drive through oil change. Those are strange, man. They're cool. Don't have to get out of my car. Just sit there for like an hour. All right, 844-770-3776. Your way into the high noon hour. Uh, I just said I think Joe Barry saved his job. I think Z and the D might disagree with me. Maybe he agrees with me. We go to the Dells. Zach and the Dells. What's up, buddy? Howdy doody. Howdy doody. All right. So I think Joe Barry is saved for now. But, obviously, you pointed out if they were to get crushed and the defense just lets all these points happen, then we have to revisit it. Um, If I was the Packers, if I'm going to keep Joe Barry on, keep him on, but I asked Leonard if he's willing to take a defensive backs coach job, possibly. And then, if you don't like Joe Barry halfway through the next year, you can fire him and you have the D.C. in waiting. And And he already knows the system. And so he's already acclimated, and it won't be that part of a transfer. Uh, it's an interesting thought, Zach, and thanks for the call as always. 
the Jim Leonard angle. We're doing this again? Uh, look, I don't think Jim Leonard's going to be in the NFL, regardless of which team. I just don't. I, I think he'll take a year off, and he'll return to the college game. That's my thought. I mean, that's just an opinion. I, I have, That's not me reporting anything. I'm, it's just an opinion. But I just don't see Jim Leonard, after he already declined this job two years ago, going back up to Green Bay and like, hey, changed my mind. I'm ready now. I don't know. As for the defensive backs role and, and the idea Z and the D gave there, it's a fun idea. It, it won't happen. Jerry Gray, the defensive backs coach, is the only defensive coach outside of Joe Barry with defensive coordinator experience. I think that's a guy you'd like to keep around, um, regardless of what you do with Joe Barry. So let's pull this at ESPN Madison on Twitter. Do you believe Joe Barry's job rides on Sunday's game? It's as simple as that. Do you think Sunday makes or breaks Joe Barry's future in Green Bay? I, I, I don't, really. I, I mean, unless something catastrophic happens, right? I, I think I threw out the score 40-3. to three. If the Lions somehow beat the brakes off the Packers, which I absolutely don't see happening, then maybe not. But I think even if the Packers lose in a close one on Sunday and they don't allow more than, let's say, 27 points, I think Joe Barry's safe. But what do I know? I also didn't think the Badgers would fire Paul Christ in season. Uh, Alex from Madison... Not me. Chimes in on the text line, 844-770-3776. Says, want Seattle to win, crush the Lions spirit subconsciously. And he's very irrationally confident in the Packers. It's prime time. They're on a winning streak. Rodgers' worst game last time was the Lions, was against the Lions, and that won't happen again. Packers by 100. Go, Pack, go. Alex from Madison on the text line. And again, I promise, I'm not texting into my own show. Although I totally agree with Alex. He's spot on. Maybe not by 100. But I'm, 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 I'm right on the edge of being irrationally confident. Right on the edge. Oh, man. So we'll throw that poll on Twitter, uh, at ESPN Madison. Do you believe Sunday is make or break? And Hunter, clean that up. Phrase it however you want. Uh, does it make or break, essentially, Joe Barry's future in Green Bay? I don't believe it does. I think he's safe regardless. Uh, but we will see. It is the high noon hour. High noon. Hard seltzers. Delicious. Variety Apex. Tailba- tailgate. Eight and 12 packs. Got the four packs if you just want one single flavor. I love the pineapple. If you haven't given high noon a try, make the right decision. Give high noon a try. Try the pineapple. Take my word for it. Uh, wherever you get great liquor. High noon. Hard seltzers. Delicious. Great for game day. Great for tailgating if you're going up to Green Bay. Easy on the stomach, right? Because you're going to... When are you starting tailgating on Sunday? Anybody going to the game? Let me know. 8 a.m.? 7 a.m., 9 a.m., what time do you start tailgating? I mean, I know it's a 7.20 kickoff, but you got to go all day, right? Going to get nice and rowdy, get a little tipsy. What time do you start tailgating for a Sunday night game? I don't know. That's that's something else that comes to my mind. All right, we'll dive in. We'll go around the league next. Uh, We'll also keep reading uh, as your responses continue to roll in on the ESPN Madison Talk and Text Line. Again, the number for that, 844-770-3776. We roll on after this. It's the High Noon Hour right here on ESPN Madison. You're listening to the High Noon Hour with Alex Strofe on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Join the show on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 844-770-3776.
High Noon Hour on a special Friday preview. That didn't make sense. Let's try that again. It's the High Noon Hour on a special Friday, a special preview edition. There you go. We got there. I'm Alex Strofe with you from the ESPN Madison Studios. Boy, those responses keep rolling in. So let's get into some of those. I'm asking you a bunch of questions, right? I got three of them. I can't... (laughs) I mean, that's just what happens, right? It's do or die. I'm panicking, but I'm also confident. I'm, like, sweaty every time I talk about the Packers. My hands are jittery. Like, that's just where I'm at. So I apologize for being a little chaotic today. This has been my life as a football fan of the Cowboys for <laughs> years. So welcome to my life every what, what year. Are, what are they going to do this weekend? Real quick. Are they going to? They're going to start like everybody except for Oh, I Tony guess they Pollard. can still play for the one seed technically, right? Yeah. It's just the Giants aren't going to play Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley. Because the Giants are locked in at the sixth seed? Yep. The Cowboys can be any of the above, right? One, two, five? One. I think they can be the three as well. They can be one, two, three, and then the five. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Because San Francisco and Minnesota are both still alive. Yep. Oh, wow. There's a lot on the line this weekend. That's fun. All right. Let's let's jump into these texts, then we'll get into – we'll go around the league a little bit. So, I – I, I pose the thought that I think Joe Barry is safe. I think he saved his job. I think he has performed in the back end of the season, his defense, that is, just well enough to keep his job, especially in, over the course of this winning streak. And what's more important, right? What you do in the beginning of the season or what you do at the end of the season? The answer is what you do at the end of the season, especially when you go into a Week 18 game where you're still alive, right? So I, I, I view Joe Barry's job as safe. Unless something totally unreal occurs on Sunday night at Lambeau Field, right? If, if the Lions just completely poop on the Packers <laughs> and they beat them by 30 points and they put up 40 points in said route or almost 40 points in said route, then maybe Joe Barry's job will be evaluated. But overall, I feel like he saved his job. Rutledge is an idiot guy. Chimes in on the text line. Yes. He must have sensed that Jim Rutledge was sitting in the studio last segment when I was talking about Joe Barry. Rutledge was sitting next to me, mic off. Um, he was just shaking his head at me while I talked about Joe Barry. But we talked in the commercial break, and he said, I, I agree with you. I, I think this is the worst situation you can be in defensively, right? Because Joe Barry's defense has performed well enough where I don't think you can legitimately make the case for a switch. And I agree with him. Um, Rutledge is an idiot guy, sorry. He says, we are screwed if we keep Barry on. Dude's not a good coordinator. His best career year stats-wise was last year, and I feel like that was an anomaly. And the defense was middle of the pack last year. So that's a fair point from Rutledge is an idiot guy. Uh, 608 chimes in. That's Dan from Verona. Another first-time texter. I love seeing you people chime in for the first time. Dan from Verona. Was in Verona last night. Oh, great basketball game. Good basketball game. Madison Memorial in Verona. Good one last night. Um, as Verona falls short on on, on prep mania as we were over there last night. Uh, Dan from Verona chimes in. Uh, Last turnover for the Lions was two weeks ago against the Panthers. So I must have misspoke. What I meant by that stat was the Lions have not turned the ball over in a win since the Packers in Week 9. I may have missed the in a win uh, part of that stat. And, uh, but, but that's still true about his interceptions. He has not thrown one since week nine. It was a Jared Goff fumble against the Panthers, if I'm not mistaken, uh, two weeks ago. So I, I was a little wrong on that. I might have misspoke. My apologies. It, they have not turned the ball over in a win since week nine. So, uh, but then he goes on. This game worries me. So did the Vikings. So, Dan, maybe we can admit sometimes you're got And he's rooting for the Seahawks. He, he wants the Lions out. So it seems like the majority of people are, are saying um, are saying that they want the Lions to be a little bit deflated going into this one. Cody and Middleton, good to hear from you, Cody, says, I don't think his job is safe, being Joe Barry. 
The players and the fans have voiced that they cannot trust him. If his job is safe and the Packers are keeping him a year too long, it will be Mark Murphy who is getting the boot. Uh, Mark Murphy's not gone until he retires. I'm sorry to break it to you. you got about four years left to Mark Murphy. He has to retire. I think it's age 70, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, might be 75. Somewhere in that However age. old he is, rounded up to the next uh, five, and that would be that would be when he's retiring. I think it's I think it's three or four years from now Mark Murphy's out. He won't get, he won't get the boot. Uh, it, it would be Goody who would likely take the hit for keeping Joe Barry too long, uh, Cody and Milton. Thanks for chiming and thanks for listening today. All right, let's go around the league. It's time for NFL Quick Hits. Who stood out? Yes. What are they going to roll it? He caught it. Touchdown. <laughs> he did what? Who stunk it up? What, what, what do you mean I stink? You stink. Why don't you go take a shower? Let's go around the league. This is Quick Hits. First down. We mentioned the Dallas Cowboys, or I did, because I always like to talk about them whenever I can. They're playing at 325 instead of the Packers and Lions. The NFL made the biggest mistake of this week by not having the Cowboys and the Sunday night game well, and putting the Packers-Lions game at the same time. The way you phrase that question, you mean this week being week 18? Yes. Okay, because uh, there was a five-minute warm-up period on Monday Night Football that would be the yes, biggest Yes, I mistake. meant week 18. Okay, yes. Um, yeah, you could probably make that case. However, I think this is the most appealing game of the week. The Packers are a huge draw nationally. I understand why they put this one on Sunday night. It sucks for the Lions, but as a Packers fan, I don't really view this as a mistake. I love that it's on Sunday night. It's Lambeau Field on a Sunday night. I mean, the NFL made the right decision by putting the greatest Sunday night stage you could on TV. Um, no, because AT and T Stadium. Shut up. No dome is better than Lambeau Field. That's a crazy. Ah. That's a crazy thought. I. I, mm, I understand your point. Because obviously you'd like them to be parallel, right? You want them playing at the same time or maybe have Seahawks, uh, Rams go at 305, Packers, Lions at 325. I get it. I I would understand if they did that, but I kind of like the way they did it. And I think we will all agree it will not be a mistake if the Rams win. If the Rams beat the Seahawks at 325 on Sunday, everybody in America will say, well, we were wrong about that. I mean, it doesn't get much better than this. Do or die for both teams. Last game of the regular season. The winner of this game is in the playoffs. If if the Rams win, it's not a mistake. If the Seahawks win, I would understand why you would call it such. I'm not ready to call it one yet, though, because I think the Rams are going to win. I do. I think the Rams win on Sunday. Uh, and maybe that's just me manifesting like Aaron Rodgers. I've been I've been I've been in the uh, the Aaron Rodgers school of manifestation recently. I've been taking courses and. I, I think I'm manifesting a Rams win, which is weird to say, right? Because the Lions are a division rival. They beat you on Sunday. They're in. But I hate the Seahawks more than I hate the Lions. That's my thought process. I strongly dislike the Seattle Seahawks. Sorry. I like John Snyder, their, their uh, GM, DePierre uh, native, DePierre, Wisconsin native, former, formerly of the Packers front office. I like John Snyder. I don't like Pete Carroll. I like Geno Smith, but I don't like the Seahawks as a whole, right? It's just too many bad memories. Onside kick, right? So anyway, let's move on. Second down. Uh, Jadavion Clowney of the Browns. Yeah. He said that there's a 95% chance (laughs) that he's not back next year. So the team decided, okay, we won't have you back for next week. Yeah. 
Do you want Jadavion Clowney wearing green and gold next season? I do, yes. I, I don't think it will happen, though. You know how the Packers are in the free agent market, right? They don't make big splashes like that. Um, he's, he's had two sacks this year. It's a decent season, but definitely not his best. He had nine a year ago. Uh, I read the really, it was really intriguing piece on Cleveland.com. So Jadavion Clowney did a one-on-one interview with a reporter from Cleveland.com, which I think is a news, I would assume that's the Cleveland newspaper, or so. news site, whatever it is. Um, and yeah, he said that, right? He says there's a 95% chance I won't be here next year, but there could be a lot of changes. And he meant that with the coaching staff. So maybe I'll be back and they won't be. It's essentially what he said. I'm paraphrasing. But that was the moral of his quote. And, uh, yeah, they got Kevin Stefanski, the head coach of the Browns, got a hold of that, sent him home for the week, and Cleveland.com reports now that he will be suspended for the Week 18 matchup. That has not been confirmed quite yet. Uh, my understanding is Stefanski is going to meet with the media, I think, actually right now. So we'll get more info on that. But kind of intriguing. It's awesome to see Cleveland struggle. After, really? After the move they made with Deshaun Watson, yeah. Yeah, I like okay. seeing him struggle. Yep. I my brain. They're, just went they're to, also lovable losers, right? Yep. Like the Lions. Um, but Deshaun Watson is lovable. He's just a freaking loser. So, yeah, I like seeing him lose. If he's gone, I might change my tune on that. But as long as Watson's there, he's a loser. I don't want the Browns winning. Third down. Now, there's a lot that can happen for this, and it would take us an entire show to break it all down. Oh boy! With the AFC Championship game stuff and there's a possibility that there could be a neutral site AFC championship game now a lot of predicting going on but there's a chance that that game would be played somewhere here in the Midwest either up in Green Bay down in Chicago maybe Indianapolis or Detroit yeah fellow content teammate Alex G Madison's resident hippie has said that he would go on a road trip with me to the AFC championship game would you join the two of us I'm in. for a road trip? No doubt, I'm in, yeah. Um, it depends where it is, right? If it's in Tennessee, I might have to be like, eh, maybe not. But if it's in Indy, Chicago, or Green Bay, or Minnesota, um, Detroit I'm probably out on. If it's in Kansas City. Well, it wouldn't. that's if Kansas City's playing. Right, it, no it would have what, to be so. Can- Kansas City and maybe like... I don't know who's another team, Jacksonville. Then yeah, maybe it would be. Then it would be in Kansas City. If it's neutral site and in the Midwest, sure, I'm in. Unless it's in Detroit, okay. I think that's just too long of a car ride. How long does it take to get to Detroit? I don't know. Like Jesse Nelson's seven, done that. Seven drive. or eight hours, I think. It's a little too much for me, especially in a car with you and and G. No offense, I like you guys. I might even go as far to say as I love you guys. I love you too. <laughs> but man, eight hours in a car together one way. And then you got to do it back. And then I'm going to be hungover because, you know, if we're going to an AFC championship game, I'm going to indulge in some high noons. I don't know. Yeah, I'm probably in. Keep me posted. Let's see how this plays out. I would okay. do it. I would do it, depending on ticket prices, too. But if it's in, like, Indy, Chicago, or Green Bay, yes, so we're going. If it, especially if it's in Green Bay, we're yes. going. We're going. Um, all right. That's a really good question. I appreciate you for the invite. Yeah, I'm, probably, I'm probably in. Yeah, come in. Okay. Fourth down. I wanted to finish with fourth down with what's probably already going to be the best story of this calendar year in the NFL. Damar Hamlin taken off of the ventilator. Yeah. He's, it looks like right now, neurologically, everything is good. Yeah. And the trainers saved his life. I just wanted to chat about that because 
my own wife has had some medical issues and has had emergencies and it was terrifying seeing that. So just wanted to have a positive note here to finish off. Yeah, look, obviously the biggest story of the week is DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills who collapsed Monday night, cardiac arrest, uh, was in critical condition, uh, had had CPR administered on the field. I mean, it, it was scary. Monday night game, obviously know this by now, got canceled. Um, and it was really scary. We didn't really hear anything until Wednesday. And it was, okay, his oxygen that is being administered to him has gone down, which is good good news, right? He, he was at 100%, couldn't breathe on his own at all, to then 50% breathing on his own. And then yesterday we get the note that he wrote, did we win? And the doctors in the hospital responded with, yes, tomorrow you did win. You won the game of life. And uh, then today we hear the news, as Hunter just alluded to, he FaceTimed into a Bills meeting and was able to talk. Uh, so this is just terrific news. I'll give you this thought, and, and we'll, we'll take a break and we'll wrap it up on the other side. I'll give you this. Bills, Patriots this week. Bills are listed as 13.5-point favorites. I think the Bills win by 35 points. Think about the emotional roller coaster they've been on this week and how high they're going to be feeling now that they've been able to confirm DeMar Hamlin is doing okay. I, I think the Bills are going to win by a million points. I really do. It's awesome. feel great for DeMar Hamlin. And, yeah, it's scary stuff, right? We've talked about it before, Hunter. I've had heart surgery, so I understand the severity of, of, of you know, when, when things go bad with hearts. And I'm 24, he's 24, so it's, it's, it, it hit me, man. It was, it, was, it was tough on Monday night. But, no, this is, this is awesome news. Shout out to everybody that, at UC Medical Center and the, the first responders on the field. Their assistant, um, their assistant medical trainer is the one who administered CPR as yep. an assistant. So he, he's a hero. Uh, so all, all the way around, props, great news, celebration time. But will it be celebration time for the Packers after Sunday night football? We'll wrap it up next. I'll give you my prediction, and we'll get through. Your final thoughts on the text line, 844-770-3776. We wrap up the final high noon hour of the regular season after this. More football reactions, more high noon. The high noon hour with Alex Strofe continues next on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Man, it feels spectacular, phenomenal. It feels super califragilisticexpialidocious. Super califragilisticexpialidocious. Go ahead and spell it on the text line. I dare you. 844-770-3776. Wrapping up the high noon hour here on ESPN Madison. I'm Alex Strove with you from the ESPN Madison studio. Going to give you my closing thoughts on Packers-Lions. Big, big, big game on Sunday. Packers win. They're in. Lions, well, we'll see. (laughs) Rams-Seahawks at 325. Rams win. Lions are alive. They win. They're in. Seahawks beat the Rams. Lions are eliminated. It's as simple as that. It's very odd. Tiebreakers are so weird. I, I guess the, the Packers are the beneficiary of the Seahawks taking, I believe it was third place in their respective divisions last year and playing this year, and the Seahawks beating the Lions. If the Lions beat the Seahawks in that game, it is not a win-in-your-in scenario for the Packers this week. It's actually that for the Lions, and the Packers would be waiting on the Seahawks-Rams result. So there you go. Thank you, Seahawks. But... Hopefully it's, uh, in my opinion, 
Thank you, Rams, on Sunday. I want to see the Seahawks lose. So the Lions have a win in your in scenario as well. All the juice on Sunday Night Football. I love to see it. If that's the case and it's a win in your end for both teams, I have a feeling that the Packers are going to win by a point. The Lions are going to have like back-to-back drives where they stall out, kick field goals, but the Packers are going to get that touchdown in between, and then that's going to give them that one-point advantage off of an extra point to propel them into the playoffs. Mm. Uh, I love the take. Who do you think wins Sunday, Hunter? I think it's the Packers. It's going to be close. Yeah, It's going to be a very close game. I think so, too. I don't think this is a blowout of any means. Um, I, I really don't. I, I, I think the Packers win by a field goal or a touchdown. Um, but I will give you a score prediction. I think it's close. I think the Lions offense plays efficiently, and they don't turn the ball over. So that's why I think it's close. I think they, I think they are efficient with the football, and they don't turn it over. But I will take the Packers. Give me 27-23 as a final score. Four-point Packers win. Uh, so it does not come down to a late Mason Crosby field goal, but he will add one on late to make it four. It will be one. I think it'll be 24-23. Crosby will hit a late one like he did against Miami. And Jared Goff will have the ball in his hands to attempt to win the game and beat the Packers, and he won't be able to do it. That's my prediction for Sunday. I think it's going to be a really nail. But I, I'm not going to have fingernails on Monday when we come in and do the show at noon on Monday. I will not have fingernails. Regardless of the result, even if it's like that Packers-Vikings game a week ago where the Packers just blow it out of the water in the first six minutes, I still don't think I'd have fingernails. I'm nervous as a fan, um, and I think a lot of fans are as well. Uh, let's take a quick look at the poll, and we'll wrap it up and pass it on to our friends Jim Rutledge and Chris Orr, who's in for Matt Hamilton today on Rutledge and Hamilton. We asked you the poll on Twitter. You can vote in it for the next 23 hours. On Twitter, at ESPN Madison, does Joe Barry's job hang on Sunday's result? It's as simple as that. Do you think that makes or break Joe Barry's future with the Green Bay Packers? 72% of people say yes. Sunday's result will dictate whether or not Joe Barry's back. Now, you got to remember how this question's phrased. 28% of people say no, but some of those 28% could already think his job's gone. They could think he's already fired, regardless of what happens on Sunday. I don't feel that way. I feel like Joe Barry saved his job, and hopefully Joe Barry on Sunday gives me another reason to be proven right. Thanks for hanging out for, with us the last hour here on the High Noon Hour. Big thanks to Hunter Vaughn for running the show and all of you for texting, calling, participating on the High Noon Hour. Fun show today. Going to be really fun on Monday, depending on the results. Sunday Night Football, Packers-Lions. Packers win, they're in. Can't wait to celebrate with you on Monday. Rutledge and Hamilton coming up next. Man, it feels spectacular, phenomenal. It feels super califragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs>